Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Shakia of TCD Postgrad Workers Organization. Hello. Hi. Um, thanks for inviting me onto your show. I'm glad to be here to talk about um, the Postgrad Workers Organization, yeah. which is actually a national organization that has branches at various universities. Um, so yeah, I'm part of the Trinity branch. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, um, so... We were actually established um, in late 2019 as the Postgraduate Workers Alliance. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and we recently merged with another similar organization called the Postgraduate, the PCAU, basically. Um, but we merged with another similar alliance um, this year to form the Postgraduate Workers Organization. And we basically campaign for um, worker status for all PhD and master's level researchers. Um, so generally, it, it it is mostly involving PhD level researchers, but there are also um, masters by research students who are in the same boat as us. Um, so yeah, we would like to achieve employee status. Um, that's the ultimate goal of our campaign. Um, and in the meantime, we also have several other demands from the government, um, including a guarantee of a living wage. Mm -hmm. um, not many people know this unless you're involved in academia um, and are a PhD researcher or a candidate yourself, but um, PhDs are not, are paid well below even minimum wage. Um, so we're paid around 20% less than minimum wage. Um, and that's the highest, um, that's taking into account the highest um, stipends wow. that are going around. A lot of us actually get paid much less than that. Um, so we are either have to like take out loans um, in order to fund ourselves during our PhDs, or um, we have to like have several other side jobs, um, part-time jobs on top of that. So um, considering the fact that our work as PhD researchers is essentially a full-time job, um, which is also stipulated in our scholarship agreements that we sign um, at the beginning of our PhDs that like you're expected to work, you know, a 40 hour week. Um, given that it's, it's, it's entirely unacceptable yeah. that we are getting paid so much less than minimum wage for um, basically providing universities our labor. Mm -hmm. So not only do we provide labor in terms of the research output that we um, that we generate through uh, largely independent research, um, oftentimes leading um, very important labs uh, and doing the groundwork of such important labs. Um, for instance, a lot of labs that were involved in um, COVID-19 research, um, were basically staffed by majority PhD researchers who were working well below minimum wage and were working um, over 40 hours a week um, during the height of COVID in order to research um, vaccines and ways we could, ways in which we could tackle COVID-19. Um, so that's kind of what we're involved in. We provide um, knowledge, labor, and produce a lot of knowledge for the universities that the universities then use for things like rankings, um, a kind of global research standing, um, and the whole country benefits from what we do. But we're basically being exploited and given the um, cost of living crisis 
that has really reached like a an extreme point right now is extremely untenable um, for us to continue to live on these um, poverty wages. Yeah. Uh, and if we're expected to give, you know, um, if we're expected to deliver good quality work and good quality research, um, we cannot be having like one, two or three part-time jobs on top of our PhDs. Um, we can't be kind of living with terrible mental health, like terrible nutrition because we can't afford um, proper food, that kind of stuff. Um, and in addition to like our research related labor, we also provide um, labor in the form of teaching and demonstrating for, for undergraduate um, courses, like lab demonstrations, tutorials, discussion sections, grading exams, grading essays, um, creating, oftentimes creating module content for, for various courses. Um, and so, there is a lack yeah. of um, standardization in payment mm -hmm. across departments and across universities for those kinds of roles as well. There are some departments that also require um, PhD candidates to do a certain amount of teaching um, in order to receive their PhD, um, but without any pay. So they're, they're required to do like, I don't know, 40 hours of teaching, let's say, um, mm -hmm. for no pay um, as part of their PhD contracts. As and well so that's, else. Uh, that obviously yeah. takes time away from their their research work as well. So this has led to the march that's happening on the 23rd yeah. of March down to the Dáil. So how many do you yeah. expect to join you on the day? Um, we expect, uh, you know, several um, or most of our members from who are around Dublin. So basically our Dublin-based members, mm -hmm. although we are also organizing marches on the same day um, around the country and other universities, such as the University of Galway um, and Limerick and that kind of stuff. So we expect to see a large majority of our, our members and we have several hundred um members of the of the PWO mm -hmm. we expect to see the majority of them at the um march on Thursday at 11 a.m uh and that's going to take place outside of Leinster House um we have also marched in front of there before um however this march is slightly more urgent because the cost of living crisis obviously is getting worse and worse mm -hmm. and our stipends have not been increasing at all um, and at the same time, the um, Department of Higher Education is conducting a national review of PhD state supports. Um, and so we are we have been an active participant in that um, in those consultations. And we really want to put the pressure on the government and the department to um, make sure they see the urgency of at the very least increasing all PhD candidates stipends to a living wage mm -hmm. um, this budget cycle. So not to delay it to next year, um, uh, but to, to do it as soon as possible. Um, so we really wanna put the pressure on them to do that. Um, in addition to implementing other suggestions that we have made to the, um, the committee that's going to make recommendations to the national review for state supports for PhDs. What have been some of those recommendations that you would like to see implemented? Yeah, so first and foremost, like I mentioned, um, 
we are looking for a guarantee of livable pay. So that basically means an increase of all stipends of all PhD students, um, or sorry, PhD candidates, I should say, to, um, to a living wage um, based on uh, kind of what the national living wage is at the time and and also demand that 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 wage be pinned to inflation as well so that it increases um, whenever inflation increases as as well so that it's not stagnant um, and we also are we also recommended that the the living wage should also be weighted according to the cost of living of um the city in which the PhD candidate is based, because, um, of course, Dublin has a much higher cost of living than, say, a rural um, area that a PhD might be living in um, or based in. So that needs to be taken into account as well in the same way that it is in the UK, for example. Um, not that the UK is paying livable wages, but they do... Um, pay PhDs a premium for live when they are based in London based universities just mm -hmm. because the cost of living there is higher. Yeah. So that's our main kind of that's our main recommendation. Um, we also uh, are urging the Department of Higher Education and the Department of Justice to work together to um, guarantee equitable treatment of non-EU researchers. So that includes kind of um, equitable treatment in terms of tuition fees, um, visa requirements, uh, getting rid of the 300 euro annual um, residence permit fee that all non-EU um, PhD candidates have to pay, um, or at least having that be covered, having that fee be covered by um, the funding Mm -hmm. uh, of the PhDs of, of the PhD candidates so that they don't have to pay um, for these themselves. Um, but basically abolishing that fee and abolishing the requirement for an annual renewal of the residence permit is also something that we um, are demanding because it is completely unacceptable that people like me who are non-EU researchers have to pay like thousands of more euro out of pocket to simply remain in the country and mm. um not to mention that also um, has a lot of impact on impacts on like the way we like how, how much we're able to travel around even within the eu like the one year or the annual renewal of residence permits really hampers our ability to travel mm -hmm. around um, Europe, which is a requirement for a lot of conferences, um, mm -hmm. a lot of lab collaborations that might be mandatory for certain PhDs um, if they have to do experiments somewhere else. Um, and this is why we keep coming back to worker status for mm -hmm. PhD candidates, because if all PhDs were granted um, employee status, um, a lot of the immigration and visa issues that I've just mentioned would no longer be issues because we would be on work permits and um, our residence permits would then be valid for an indefinite period of time or for the duration of our contracts mm -hmm. rather than having to be renewed every year the way that they 
the way that they're re- re- they required to mm-hmm. do on a student visa. Mm-hmm. So that is why we keep coming back to worker status because a lot of the things that we talk about um, uh, come down to being treated as students rather mm-hmm. than workers. Mm-hmm. And finally, the one of our um, other main demands is um, explicit recommendations and explicit consideration of um, equity, access, and inclusion. So particularly for PhD candidates with disabilities um, or potential PhD candidates with disabilities to create an explicit pathway for them to be able to pursue PhDs with adequate support and um, no threat or no loss of their disability supports um, because uh, in general, the cost of living for someone with a disability is um, on average much higher than the cost of living of someone without a disability. So that automatically needs to be taken into consideration um, when it comes to funding um, for PhD candidates with disabilities. Um, And we, yeah, that was our, that was one of our recommendations to also um, collaborate with um, stakeholders with disabilities to um, come up with these kinds of specific recommendations and specific like plans for um, how uh, disability would be taken into consideration if um, worker status was something that were on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not the best person to speak on that aspect, but that is something that we are that we want to bring forward. to the forefront um, yeah. and have everybody um, involved in this review think about because it wasn't included in the original kind of scope of the review. Okay. Is there is there a way for people to show support? Maybe if they're not um, a post-grad worker, is there a way to show support other than the march? I don't think we've launched our PWO website yet, okay, but no we problem. do have our um, older Postgraduate Workers Alliance website um, and also our FAIR Postgraduate Researcher Agreement. Mm-hmm. That is, that's, that's like our main document anyway. Brilliant. And then the march is happening on Thursday, March 23rd from Trinity up to the doll. Shakia, thank you very much for chatting to us. Thank you so much for having me.